But we thank God for what he has done. God gave us a sabbatical reprieve and God produced a new arts here, a new portion of the arts last week, which was really, really, really uh, soul blessing to the soul. Anyhow, we are here for part three. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, tumbling Towers, Upholding the Power That Crushes Oppression. That's what we're talking about. It may sound different, but you've got to listen to the other two broadcasts that are fundamental to getting this series where we are today. So hopefully we close today. If we don't close, we're going to be again next week. But we, my soul is on fire with what the Lord has shared. I can't wait to get it out. But before I share it, I want to have Prophet Shante thank God for the executive leader of Life Nation in our administrative and prophetic and, and teaching functions. We're going to have her lead us in a song of worship. Prophet. Hello. Amen. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He brought me and he taught me <laughs> With his redeeming love, he loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory. Mm. Me cleansing flood. Victory is mine. Mm. Victory is mine. Yes. Victory today is mine. I told Satan to get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Hallelujah. That was magnificent. Thank God for that song of victory. Because with Christ, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Yeshua HaMashiach. Well, anyway, let me get into it. The subject of the today's uh, session came from this art that God gave me, Tumbling Towers, uh, probably some 23 years ago or more. So in essence, if you see this, um, you know, it's in our uh, uh, Life Nation page. You can see that. But basically what this is about is that if you see in the center of this artwork, you see an explosive power. You see a button and there's a, there's a, uh, there's a cross in the center of it. But the cross isn't so much about um, the real figure. The cross represents Christ. There's two people um, that really were the subject matter of this was Yeshua HaMashiach, which is Christ. In English, and we have the other person represented there, 
for the inspiration was through Samson. Both of them were able to do transformative works for humanity by stretching out their arms and bringing down strongholds. So that is what this Tumbling Towers message is going to be focused on again for this third session. So God bless you. Let's, let's get to it. Let's get to the business. Hallelujah. Uh, let me get to my tablet page. And where'd you go? Okay. Praise the Lord. Technology. All right, part three. So, in that sense, turn your turn your Bibles to um, or devices, whatever you have. Okay, turn it to Second uh, Corinthians. Where's that? Second Corinthians, chapter three, verse seventeen and eighteen. I'm gonna read this out of the Amplified uh, Bible. I'm gonna read most of my uh, scripts will be from the Amplified. Today, so we can get better understanding about 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage. True freedom. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Matter of fact, God blessed me to produce a abstract art based on that verse. All right. Let's go to verse 13, 18. And, with all, and we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into his image for one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. All right. So, in essence, we have to understand that Moses, when they freed the children of Israel, you know, he was a deliverer, and that message of deliverance radiates all through history. And the Spirit of God is there to bring liberty, not bondage, liberty. And when God brings freedom, the whole point behind freedom is to have a, is to have a pure, godly glory. Not personal glory. Not an empire but to bring God's glory into the earth. That's what freedom is about, okay? We must not misunderstand what freedom is about. Freedom is about being able to be free as an image of God in the earth. Not about bondage. Please understand that. But the Lord spoke to me here as we focus on today there's a time, as we have seen in history, where oppressive forces, forces that want to bring people into bondage, may have captured and may have imprisoned you or people groups, okay? Um, they believe that those who are oppressive regimes or nations or people groups or, you know, political groups or whatever you want to call it, 
They believe that capturing you solidifies their cease and desist mandate of God's voice and protection in your life. They think just because we captured you and kidnapped you and put you in chains and in bondage, whether it be physical as it was in the chattel slave trade or whether it's economic, how they've done and how they do today, which is really exemplified in the last uh, couple of weeks or so. We have to understand that we must realize that just because they try to capture you and silence God's voice and his protection in your life, the Lord told me that no one person, no one group, no one entity can imprison the spirit of God. Nobody, no human entity or organization can imprison the Spirit of God because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Okay? That's the bottom line. We have to understand that when you remain determined to keep and uphold the Spirit of God, you are never bound. You look at in the formation of the United States of America, you have seen how in 1619, how they brought the first set of slave ships over of a whole series, of a whole trade of imprisoning and capturing humans from Africa, humans who God created, humans who represent God's chosen. Hallelujah. Let me understand this, that you may put people in chains or in boats or whatever, but you cannot imprison the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, Jehovah, was in the heart and the lives of those that were imprisoned, captured, transferred across the ocean. But you didn't kill the spirit of God that resided in his people. My God. Judges, let's turn to Judges 13 and 1 through 5. I want to jump there for a little bit. Uh, we'll be there for a little while today, okay? All right. Judges 13, 1 through 5. Or verse 2 through 5. There was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, the tribe of Dan, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was infertile and he had no children. But look at this. Verse 3. And the angel of the Lord was representing the spirit of God, appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, you are infertile and have no children, but you shall conceive and give birth to a son. Therefore, be careful not to drink any wine or any other intoxicating drink, 
and do not eat anything ceremonially unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son. No razor shall come upon his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite or dedicated to God from birth. And here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker in verse 5. And he shall begin to rescue Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Look at this. The Lord, the spirit of the Lord came to a woman and a family who was in bondage because it was literally like being in bondage or being outcast to be infertile. But the spirit of the Lord came in and gave her liberty, freed her from the oppression of barrenness and gave her a child. Not only did he give her a child, but he gave her a child that would rescue a nation from the hand of the Philistines. Now, in all my years of studying this, and going through this, the Lord began to speak to my spirit and said, who are the Philistines? Not just biblically, not just through account of history and the battles that they dealt with, like David and the Philistines, blah, 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 Goliath, you know about all that. But the, when I looked and God says, look closer, the Lord said, the Philistines, according to the historical scholars, are considered Greek. Philistines are Greek people from ancient times of Samson, okay? Look at this. This speaks volumes. The ancient Greek civilization at the time spoke a Semitic language. However, they were committed to the destruction of Hebrews after the death of the great apostle general, as we call him, Joshua, who was Moses' right hand. A Greek civilization were committed to the destruction of the Hebrew people. This Greek civilization is a culture of idol gods, a culture of world dominance, a culture of blood lust, and a culture of widespread cultural appropriation. The threat to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was a danger to the worship of their idol god, Dagon. Now, the Israelites were considered nomads. Abraham left 
worshiping idols because God said go to another country. A place where you can worship free from idols. So the whole essence of the children of Israel through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob during that ancient time in Africa plague, it scared these Greek people. Now, Dagon is considered the father of the idol god Baal. That's huge. Huge. Dagon is considered the idol god of crop fertility and is supposedly be the inventor of the plow. Now, the son of Dagon, considered Baal, which is known widespread, the idol Baal, the Hebrew name for that means owner or Lord. Specifically, Lord of the earth. That was the most important idol god of the pantheon. So in essence, what happens here, this whole thing, Dagon, Baal, as it goes on, they were about ownership and lordship in the worship and practices that they dealt with at the time. So, look, the need to own and lord over people is one of the epic plagues of humanity through this Greek civilization. That is why the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob raised up judges to reinforce freedom from those lordships of idols and the oppression that comes through those idol worshipers. God clearly spoke through Moses about idols. Thou shalt have no other God before me beside me. You know how the commandments go, okay? So, literally, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is about not serving any Greek idols, not serving any idols whatsoever, but serving the true and living God, El Shaddai. The worship of idols, it breeds oppression. Because the whole nature of the idol worship is about ownership and Lord, as we've seen. Okay? So, and hence, the culture of these Greeks or, Gre or Greece is founded and exemplified and celebrated through one of the greatest villains of all time, considered Alexander the Great. We have to understand who was fighting God's chosen people. They were European bloodlines. They were fighting God's chosen people. Moses was hidden in Egypt. We know what ancient Egypt was. The Israelites, we know they came from Africa. So we have to understand the ethnic battle that has raged on 
for millennia between Africans and Europeans. Even back down to the days of the judges. So let's fast forward a little bit. I pray you got some getting some out of this today. Judges 16. Let's go to verse, let's go to chapter 16. Uh, verses 2 through 6. Let me get into that. Judges 16, verse 2 through 6. The Gazites were told Samson has come here. We know Samson, he was the deliverer. He was the one to rescue Israel from the hand of the Philistines, okay? He to was, begin. He was the child that came that was promised to Manoah and the barren wife. He was a child promised to Manoah and the barren wife. God gave victory and freedom to birth to the barren wife. And not just was he birthed, but he was birthed to bring freedom into the earth. Okay? So verse 2, as we go into it, fast forward into his life, it talks about the situation where they surrounded the place and they waited all night at the gate of the city to ambush Samson. They kept quiet all night, saying, in the morning... When it is light, we will kill him. Bloodlust. Okay. Verse 3. But Samson lay resting until midnight. Then at midnight he got up. He took hold of the doors of the city gate, the two doorposts, and pulled them, security bar and all, and put them on his shoulders and carry them to the top of the hill, which is opposite Hebron. All right? So, the adversary was lying and waiting all night to try to come to annihilate the deliverer God sent to bring freedom to the children of Israel. All right? But <laughs> God always manages to allow a deliverer to find a way of escape from the threats that come against their life. The adversary continues to try to come to ambush those who are there to deliver and bring freedom to the earth. In this case, specifically the children of Israel. All right. Verse four, after his experience, he said, after this escape, he, he fell in love with a Philistine woman living in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Okay, now verse 5. So, the five lords, governors of the Philistines, came to her and said to her, persuade him and see where his great strength lies and find out how we may overpower him. That we may bind him and subdue him. And each and each of us, five governors, will give you 1,100, 1,100 pieces of silver 
Each one of us. Verse 6, fast forward. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound and subdued. Samson's power was supernatural. He's like the first Superman. All right? And he was on the side of God to bring freedom to those who were oppressed, which were the children of Israel in Africa. Okay? This is what the Lord told me. He said the real threat to freedom was not the female Delilah or being female. The real threat is not about being a woman. The real threat to freedom was the allegiance to nationalism, which was the threat. Allegiance to nationalism. So we have to stop bashing women for saying that it's a woman's fault for this thing to occur. It wasn't had nothing to do with Delilah in her own accord. It was because she was of a citizenship and the nationalists of that area and that culture came to her because they realized that the warrior hero of the children of Israel was in her grasp. She had no ill will of her own. Those nationalists were idol worshipers committed to bloodlust. Ah, look at this. This is what God says. The idolaters are relentless about the destruction of freedom given by the almighty God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, forefathers of our faith, these men of African descent. Hallelujah. Five governors. For example, look at America. Look at Take a look at five governors coming to a person to offer them 1,100 pieces of silver apiece. I'm going to jump ahead of myself. That amount, if you look at it in modern day, in our current day culture, that 5,500 pieces of silver represented 1.6 or over $1.6 million. It wasn't Delilah. It was the nationalists coming to her to buy her ability to capture who they wanted. Prophet. Five governors conspired to bring Samson to an end using the access point of relationship. Of relationship. Right. So what happened was, this will Lord give me, we have governors and lords of idol worshipers even today who want to exercise damnatio memore, if I say it correctly, upon the children of Israel. Damnatio memore is a Latin phrase meaning condemnation of memory. Which indicates that a person 
is to be excluded from official accounts or is for historical negationism. Historical negationism. Now listen to this carefully, okay? This I'm good. Historical negationism, negating history, in other words, is denial, falsification, or distortion of historical record. That's what that is. Look at this. The Almighty God says, let's make memorials so generations can remember your success in obtaining freedom from bondage and oppression. Hence, Jehovah Nisi, as we talked about earlier in this series. But idolaters, idol worshipers, want to erase official accounts so future generations can believe lies. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. So what's going on in the governors of the Philistines is still going on in governors and leaders of the earth today to erase history. There are even political edicts and mandates have been given in the 2022 time frame of humanity to erase, distort, and to destroy authentic history. This was the foundation of the Renaissance. The Renaissance era took other cultures, destroyed the persons of those cultures, and made that culture their own. I call it the Robinsons. Let's go to Judges 16. I'll pray you, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Judges 16, verse 15. Let's go down to verse 15. My God. Then Delilah said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. When she pressed him day after day with her words and pleaded with him, he was annoyed to death. That simple verse 16. Pressure day after day after day. God says that those who want to erase history and erase your ability to have freedom work on you day after day after day after day until you get annoyed and want to get them off your back with these issues. That is how the adversary and those who oppose freedom, who want to oppress you, operate. They continue to bring pressure, even in a loving, caring way. 
But the end result is to pressure you to give up your secrets of success and strength. So look at this, verse 17. Then finally he told her everything that was in his heart and said to her, a razor has never been used in my head, for I've been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me and I will become weak like any other man. Verse 18, then Delilah realized that he told her everything in his heart. What's the first thing to do? So she sent and called for the Philistine governors. Come up this once, because he has told me everything in his heart. Then the Philistine lords came up to her and brought the money they promised into her hands. People will pester you for your secrets. His strength, even with things today like melanin. People will pester you for it. And when they find out the secret and an ability to get it, to obtain it, they will pour out their bank accounts. In order to get the secret of your strength, so the end result could be to oppress and to erase your authentic God's history of freedom. Verse 19, she made Samson to sleep on her knees and she called a man and had him to shave off the seven braids of his head. She began to abuse, then she began to abuse Samson and his strength left she did it several times. So Samson he tricked her three other times, but this time he was serious, believing he was in love with a daughter of the Confederacy, I mean, the daughter of the Philistines. She said, verse 20, the, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as I have time after time and shake myself free. For Samson did not know the Lord had departed from him. The source of your strength as a God, as a godly abolitionist must not be betrayed by submitting to a false sense of love. The adversary will angle you with relationships in an effort to subdue you. The source of strength is intellectual property and intelligence which is not for public consumption much less the consumption of an enemy kingdom. Trade secrets must be protected. Samson, being a Nazarite, dedicated God from birth, no cutting his hair, was a trade secret for his strength. Look at this. People will use their influence and declare their love for you while being a paid informant to destroy you. Mm -hmm. 
learn. When these folks are coming to wine and dine you and come after you and talk about how much love they have for you and they're connected to annihilating regimes of freedom, people who don't want freedom, people who want oppression, and people from those groups come after you to say they, how much they love you and care you, want to get along, want to have unity and all these things. Beware, prophet. Samson was the Israelite at the time. He was selected to be the Israelite's national treasure. He was selected to be the top secret weapon of Israel. And as you said, it was something that somebody recently said is, is greater than sometimes water. Intelligence. Right. Right. It was a key piece of intelligence that disarmed the weapon that was intended to save and deliver a people. Do not be spellbound with fascination of beauty within oppressive, controlling regimes, people, or groups. They will come out of the woodworks, particularly, especially if you can see in America, you can see in political seasons and political cycles, all those who are on opposing parties, they want to come and they want to come to your church. They want to come to your events and they want to so much they love you and how much they care about you and how much they want to believe in protecting you if you will just give them a chance, give them a secret to why you exist. Prophet. And we'll just even take it historically to the fact that there were policies that said if a certain amount of oppressed people, namely black people, were gathered, one, two, three, four, five, six, there were six black people gathered who were the oppressed, somebody from the non-oppressed group had to be there. That was policy. Why? Because they wanted to be in the know. So this is not new to, to, to history. Listen, for example, if there is a celebration, like for in particular in this nation, the laws cause issues. If there is a celebration of confederacy, which was a, 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 a human group, that wanted to believe that they can enslave other human groups for their benefit and for their economic power, whatever they want to call it, don't fall for the beauty that might be paraded around within those groups. The Lord says there is no neutral ground in the land of the oppressors. They're not there just to be unified and just want to be nice and want to be kind and to all just get along, their mission is to oppress because they worship idols who direct them to oppress.
majority of the wars of this of this of this uh, earth have occurred because of idolatrous beliefs. Much money is being made behind the scenes of your quote-unquote visible favor and relationship with oppressors. You cannot let and fool around and as some people will say coon around with oppressive regimes and not think you're going to be annihilated. All they want to do is to destroy you. They want to find out your secrets and they want to erase you out of the picture. We saw this happen in the last two weeks. Prophet. That was, that was powerful what you said. I just thought about there's a lot of visible favor that has underlying oppressive clauses attached to it. The whole purpose, if you look at the gods that they served, the whole purpose was for control, lordship or ownership. Idols want to own God's chosen people. They want to own their voice. They want to own their history. We have seen throughout the period of time, specifically since the Renaissance, about how Idol guys have come through butlust to control the voice of God's chosen people and their history. And the future. Yeah. And future. People will get paid in the millions to seduce your strength away so you cannot bring freedom to the earth as God intended. Are you get hopes you're getting some out of this today? Mm -hmm. I hope you're getting some because God just had me on fire with this here. Judges 16, verse 21. Let's go down there. Samson didn't even recognize that God had left him. So verse 21, the Philistines seized him, and the first thing they did is gouge out his eyes. Took away his vision. Before I read another part of the verse, the very first thing the enemy wants to do, the very first thing oppressors want to do, the very first thing enslavers want to do is remove your vision. Because without a vision, people perish. So if you take away the vision of the leaders for the freedom movement, mm -hmm. take it away, destroy If you take away the vision then people will be scattered. So when Samson's vision was taken away, it was a prophetic sign of what the adversary tries to do when they corner a leader who assigned by God to bring freedom to the children of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look at this. They gouged out his eyes, brought him down to Gaza, bound him with bronze chains. And he was forced to be a grinder of grain in the flour mill in the prison. Look at this. Dagon was a god of fertility. So what happened was they made Samson a slave to the god of fertility. Grinding. 
Mm. That reminds me of a cultural euphemism that you're out here grinding. Grinding what? <laughs> grinding on behalf of the slave enslaving idols. People will take away your vision of freedom, put you in chains, and make you grind on their behalf. Mm. When a modern day voice has spoken and said that people try to control your voice of the children of Israel, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they try, all they want to do is take away your vision so that you can't even have a view of what you are, put you in chains, and make you make all the resources on their behalf for their empowerment, not yours. But here is the kicker. Please hear what God is saying today. I'm being... I'm not being discreet. I'm just being very straightforward about the heart of God. And you must hear what God is saying. He who has an ear, she who has an ear, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the kingdom of God, the children of Israel for this 2022 era. All right? Verse 22. <laughs> but the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved off. Just because Samson was cornered and captured does not equal being or abandoned and forsaken by God. Verse 23, now the Philistine lords gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate. And they said, our God, idol God, has given Samson into our hands. When the people saw Samson, they praised Dagon. For they said, Dagon has handed our enemy to us, the ravager of our country, who has taking out many of us, as I say. Verse 25. So now, look at this. Now, when they were in high spirits, they said, call for Samson so that he may entertain us. Hence, entertainment industry for people who have no vision any longer and who are put in chains. So understand what entertainment is about. Entertainment is about celebration to idol gods. They called Samson out of the prison. He entertained them. He became an entertainer. My God. Being in chains and blind. How many entertainers are in our America today, in our world today, Blind and bound, entertaining to increase the festivals of idols. Prophet, 
cornered, captured, blinded, humiliated, being entertainment. Be careful, entertainers. For the idols that have taken your life, for their aggrandizement and economic empowerment, and you have nothing but chains and grinding. You are doing the work. They are reaping the profits as you entertain while you are bound. Be mindful of wanting to be an entertainer of those who worship idols. <laughs> look at this. They made him stand between the pillars. Based on, if you look at the artwork, look on our page, you'll see it. There was a powerful force that stood between pillars. That's why I call it tumbling towers. Then Samson said to the boy, who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars onto which the roof of the house rests so my I may lean against them. Here it is. The Spirit of God did not abandon Samson. When he was in his chains and grinding and blind, there was an act of repentance that occurred in Samson which linked him back to the Spirit of God. In other words, in his bondage, he upheld the true spirit of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's God. Look at this. And God began to give him wisdom in the midst of his entertaining so while he was entertaining and they were in an act of humiliation, he was acting out wisdom in the midst of entertaining. So those entertainers who feel like you're bound, let the wisdom of God come into your life and show you how to touch the right places so that Deliverance and freedom, like what God wants to bring, can come in the midst of your entertaining. Right. Verse 27. Now the house was full of men and women. The Philistine lords were there. And on a flat roof, there were about 3,000 men and women who looked on Samson while he was entertaining them. Here, verse 28. Here, verse 28. Here, verse 28. And Samson called upon the Lord of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not idol gods, not the governors, not the nationalists, not Delilah. He called upon the name of the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It says, oh Lord God, please remember me and please strengthen me this one time, oh God. And as the verse goes on, he wants to avenge for them taking away his vision. Verse 28. So Samson, this is what I want to give you. Samson, whose charisma and sudden mistake was upheld by blind faith in a citizen of an oppressive regime, stopped 
having faith in people connected to oppression. Stop putting your eggs into the basket of people who are committed to bondage. This is what the Lord gave me. He endured ridicule that he could feel and hear, but he couldn't see it. Sometimes we can't even see what is binding us, but we can feel and hear and have our senses connect to the fact that we are not free. That's the experience of African-Americans in the United States of America. We can't really see what's coming after us, but we know we can feel and hear the, the bondages that it's bringing. <sighs> Oppressors want you blind. Oppressors want to ridicule you and humiliate you mm -hmm. while you're blind and bound. But here's the thing God gave me. Samson was a great example for us in history, the ancestor of ours. He says, sometimes those who are wounded in battle carry the most powerful weapons. What Samson had was a weapon of reality of the situation about how oppressors want to put you in bondage. And number two, he had faith to change the course. Yet he was called out for entertainment, but his faith in God changed the course from entertainment to deliverance. So while you're in the midst of those who are being entertained by your humiliation, recognize and uphold the spirit of God in that very moment. Don't despair. Don't be depressed. Don't woe is me. Don't get, what's, what's the word? Um, shut down, emotionally paralyzed. Uphold the faith in God in those very moments. Because the monumental task that was given to him from birth was to deliver was a task of faith. His shortcoming, despite the harm it caused, did not stop the mission of freedom for his life. Mistakes made by leaders do not become failures when they repent. They become lessons, not failures. Winston Churchill said this one thing. I like what he said. He said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Samson had the courage to call upon the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the midst of his humiliation and his public humiliation, that is. And God heard his cry. You may feel trapped. 
You may feel blinded. You may feel out of place. You may feel humiliated. Call upon God in those very moments. Because he continued his faith. The Lord told me, said, do not erase the history of your successes by one mistake made along the way. Learn from the ancestors, from the mistakes they may have made. Learn not to trust in spies. Learn to make sure you check the motives of your inner circle. Make sure that you don't put personal pleasure at the expense of the enemy forces. Personal pleasure over God's purpose for your life. They may give you good. They may give you kind of gold. They may give you money. They may give you whatever. To pleasure you, make you feel good about yourself. But don't take gifts from oppressors. Another mistake, make sure we don't do from the ancestors. Don't reveal intellectual property or intelligence to those who want to kill, steal, and destroy. And one last one that God gave me, don't allow those who are resentful in your circles to remain undisciplined. So on this, I pray we're a little extra, a few minutes longer today than normal, but I pray you receive and hear the spirit of what God is saying through this word today. You can tumble towers of strongholds. You can crush strongholds. When you uphold the power, the spirit of God that brings freedom in the very midst of a situation that's trying to bound, that's keeping you bound. The Lord is the spirit. Nobody can lock and chain blind or uh, imprison the spirit of God. So if you continue to allow the spirit of God to move through you, if you continue to allow the spirit of God to move through you, no matter how much they try to bind you physically, they cannot bind the spirit of God. And the spirit of God always brings breakthrough. So on that, I want to close out today's session and I pray that you are blessed and empowered by God's messaging today. At this point, I'm going to turn over to Prophet Shantae so that she can give you a, a few closing words. Praise God. Come on, Prophet. Whew. Jesus. Ooh, I'm in the hot seat, Lord. <laughs> My, 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 my. I'm definitely not going to preach the word over again. Um, but I did put up here to 
not reveal as he was talking i heard the spirit say don't reveal the intelligence that's connected to your strength a lot of times people may say i don't know how you do it <laughs> how are you so anointed how are you so gifted right some of you have been given god's trade secrets for your anointing and it is for you there are specific things he told you to do and how he told you to do it in order to have good success. Some things are for you. They work for you. There's principles that you can offer to people, but there are specific things that God said that you must do for your life that are for you. And you don't have to be pressured to share things that God has told you is specifically for you. I want to go back and, and, and make a point of noting that Judges 16, 21 through 28, when they were in high spirits, <laughs> right? verse 27, the house was full of men and women. All the Philistine lords were there. What does that mean? That means all of the presidential cabinet was there. That means all of the people who controlled what was happening with the entire country at the time was there. It was an opportune time to deconstruct. That's a good word. It was an opportune time to deal with the pillars of the Dagon supremacist powers. Oh, man. It was an opportune time because their mind was being captured by the fact that their, the oppressed were entertaining them. It was an opportune time to dismantle the powers the avatars, the bodies that were allowing the spirit of Dagon to move through them. So the other powerful thing about what Apostle shared is oftentimes we look at the role of entertainers and we don't realize that they have access and influence to leaders in ways that the average population does not have. <laughs> so I said all that to say, oppressors, won't you lie? Apostle said something today. He said, the greatest weapon to oppression is the sacrifice of faith. Samson realized that he had not accomplished what he needed to accomplish. But he said, God, I believe in this moment, I'm, I'm willing to let this be my moment of reckoning with you. That if you give me the opportunity to destroy, to dismantle the thing that has had this people bound. Strongholds. He didn't ask to make it out of it. He didn't ask to live through it. I believed had he done that, he probably would have made, made it through it. Mm -hmm. 
But he said, I do not want to stay in this state and not have an opportunity to fulfill what I was put here to do. So I want to ask you today, have you made up in your mind that I'm not going to leave this plane, this earthly plane, until I have set out, until I have accomplished what God has put me here to do? We know that there will be another judge, right? There will be another deliverer. It's amazing how even in this story that there's a pattern that there'll they'll always be, as long as we are in this earthly plane, there'll always be somebody trying to oppress somebody. And God will continue to raise up deliverers mm. to speak to that within mankind that is broken, that mm. wants to oppress and lord over. Mm -hmm. So as long as we are in this realm, we know that that is going to be something that we have to contend with. The question is, what side of the equation are you going to be on? Are you going to be on the side of the equation that is against oppression? Or are you going to be on the side of the equation that can be bought and sold to go in alignment with oppression? You always have a choice. You always have a choice. So I thank God for the word on today. And we are going to pray. <laughs> We're going to pray for all the abolitionists that God is raising up in various fields of employ, whether you're in entertainment, whether you're in the science fields, whether you are in um, engineering, whether you are in the arts, wherever you are, you have the ability to decide today, what side do I wanna be on? Do I wanna be on the side that is bringing in oppressive things into this earth and playing a part in oppressing people? Or do I wanna be on the side that is bringing in the spirit of freedom and deliverance to those that I'm called to serve? Every one of us is called to serve our generation while we're here. So let's pray into that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word on today. We thank you for the, the prophet, the apostle who has delivered this word in truth and in the strength in which you gave it to him, Father God. We pray, Father, that we as your people will be determined to uphold the spirit of God. We thank you, Father God, that the spirit of the Lord is within us. And you said whom the son has set free is free indeed. And we know that we flow and operate from the spirit of the Lord when what comes out of us brings freedom to other people. When what comes out of us brings deliverance and healing to other people. We thank you, Father, that we know of a truth that no one can imprison the spirit of God. And so no matter what tries to come to hold us, we know that because we have the spirit of God within us, that liberty... Mm -hmm that emancipation from bondage, that true freedom will come. Not only for those that, that are before us, but it will also be within us. So we don't look at just external circumstances or situations, but Father, we go within 
because the spirit of the Lord is in us and where your spirit is, there is liberty. Father, we know that we're continually being transformed into your image from one glory to even more glory and it's coming out of your spirit. Lord, I pray that those who have felt helpless, that those who have felt powerless, that those who have seen oppressive systems operating where they are, and they've been asking you, Father, to give them revelation, to give them wisdom Mm -hmm. in the midst, to be able to affect those systems from within, even as Samson was captured and he was brought within a system, and within that system, he was able to bring some destruction to that oppressive regime that was leading a nation that was oppressing a people. Father, I pray even now that you would give wisdom to those who are seeking answers and guidance on how to dismantle oppressive systems. Yes, God. Let that wisdom begin to flow in them like never before. Let them see even before this year is out the application of your wisdom so that they may begin to see systems that harm people come down completely. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is in your son Christ Jesus' name we pray, believe, and receive. Amen and amen. Amen. Listen, I want to thank you for your time and your attention today. If you're just coming in, I encourage you to go back and watch this message in its fullness. It is time, it is time, it is time, it is time for the creatives, for the entertainers, uh, for those who are in the science, the technology, the engineering, uh, the, the field of medicine, all of these fields. It's time to apply the spirit of liberty to where you are. We cannot have another generation that sits back and sees the oppressive systems forming and not do anything about it. So if if we're going to see a new world, (laughs) we're going to see a new world by dealing with the systems of oppression. That's how it's going to occur. And I believe that God has put us here for such a time as this in the, in the place where we're in, in the fields that we're in to say not today, no more. The buck stops here. It stops with this generation. It stops with this administration. So wherever God has placed you in those tiers, especially if you're in leadership, you have a responsibility to bring liberty and freedom. I pray that you receive the courage of the Lord to do it and to not apologize for the spirit of the Lord working in and through you to release people from bondage. If you have been blessed by today's message, we encourage you to give here, to sow here, as we do our part in our streams and areas of influence to continue to bring forth liberty and freedom. Have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you all so much for your time and attention. Take care and God bless.